Chapter Nine of Some Battle Stories by Alec John Dawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine: A Reverend Corporal. The last wounded man I talked with on the landing stage at Southampton on a certain night was in hospital away up north next morning his two wounds were both clean and slight and within a week or so he would no doubt be enjoying sick leave in his own border country home wherever he is he will i think be an influence for good and yes i am sure of it a greater influence for good than he could have been if he had played no part in this war he is a corporal now and his name was in his battalion orderly room for a lance sergeant stripes when he stopped the bullets that gave him his break for rest and recuperation in blighty up till some time early in nineteen fifteen he was a minister of the gospel newly ordained when the end of the war comes he will resume his sacred calling and one would like to hear him preach i am very sure he will not have lost anything as preacher teacher or minister by his service in another capacity a man does not lose by the teaching of discipline and the experience of shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder comradeship in the trenches with men who voluntarily offer their lives in the defence of all that every good man holds sacred this corporal's face and neck and hands are of a rich old saddle brown and his eyes despite the weariness in them have a light which it is good to see in the eyes of a man he knows a very great deal more about many things including life and british human nature than he knew eighteen months ago and he has found it all well worth fighting for dying for if need be as he has seen many of his comrades die i was just north of Ovier's, where the new line joins the old you know we are practically at right angles to our old lines there you know looking north now instead of east and in our rear you can walk about and take your ease in the warren that stood for death to us before july first and what a warren round about Ovier's and la boiselle i mean it's marvellous to think those lines could ever have been taken i am not a bit surprised the hun thought them impregnable any one would when you come to look over them even now when they have been pounded out of all recognition by our heavies you'd think such a network could be held against any possible advance the boche thinks the same about the Apple you know that no power on earth will ever take it from him because he's made a fortified arsenal of it but there's a force behind our chaps that he can never have in this war and i doubt if his generals make any allowance for that and yet you know that force whatever you like to call it will presently smash the Etfel just as surely as it smashed ovier and la boiselle and the other impregnable strong points i'm no expert of course but it seems queer to me that these highly trained people who run the bosch machine should show the ignorance they do of everything they can't weigh and measure and touch with their fingers it's been the same all through the war from the very first outrage in belgium so far the bosch would seem to be incapable of grasping the existence of anything that cannot be turned out of a foundry 
of course i know the foundry has played a tremendous part in the war and i know the bravest heart can't go on beating after you've smashed it with a boche shell but that doesn't alter my point really shells alone would i think have left places like la boiselle and ovieres what the boche thought them impregnable but behind and over and above our shelves without which we can i know do nothing our fellows have something which the boches have not got in this war or in their nation as at present constituted and believe me it's that something that's winning the war for us and our allies oh i'm no authority of course but just as it's their job to know all about tactics and munitions so it was mine and is to know a little about men's souls or spirits to try hard to learn about them anyhow to study them all i can i've been studying more closely since i joined up than i ever did before and the study has brought me two certainties that the german army and the german nation have set themselves a perfectly hopeless task and that they cannot possibly prevail against us and that the allies will presently beat the germans absolutely to a standstill more than anything else because of elements at work on our side which germany does not recognize or understand and of which her magnificent organization has taken no account at all oh, am i preaching forgive me it boils down to this their machinery for destroying our flesh and bones is pretty good though i think we have mastered that this year thanks to our unarmed armies in the home workshops but they have devised nothing adequate to put up against the spirit of our armies in the field nothing adequate at all and yet mark my words that it is that that is going to carry us through their lines it's that that is going to enable me to smoke my pipe in the midst of their fortified arsenal at the epfel when i get back i'm just as certain of it as i am that i smoked a pipe the night before i was hit in the middle of what in june was such an utterly deadly place for us as the chalky trench walls beyond mash valley between ovieres and la boiselle whether or not there was logic in his words there was a conviction behind them which i found most compelling that is one reason why i want to hear this corporal preach after the war i asked for further details as to this asset of ours against which the hun has made no provision tell me what this spirit is i asked ah i'm afraid i can't do that i'm not so very sure that any one could you can't measure it remember and it's not made in factories it would be so easy to use words that would mislead you words that might mean one thing for me and another for you and i don't really think that any words could do justice to it anyhow it is there all right i can assure you men cannot march smilingly into certain death with a cheer on their lips without it specially primed men may be driven anywhere as we have seen boches driven but our chaps are not primed and never driven yet the boche cannot make them waver no it is beyond me to describe it i think perhaps one must live among our fellows in the trenches to understand it rightly our officers know all about it the boche fights because he's got to fight 
our chaps fight because well the fact that as soldiers they have got to fight is the least of the things that make them fight for one thing they know as well as i do that we are going to win they came forward voluntarily to fight because they know we ought to win and that for our sort of people for people holding the sort of beliefs the british people hold life wouldn't be worth living ever if we didn't win but i feel that the words i am using are quite futile such little shadows beside the thing itself i fancy the public will get as near understanding it as anybody can without living in the trenches and seeing the spirit at work among the men if they just think carefully over what our men have been going through on that front what they have been doing since july and how they have done it cheering singing shouting how gladly they have done it then let the public ask themselves how and why the most of the men of the new armies have no military tradition behind them had never handled a gun till they joined up yet they have faced bigger things than any veterans ever faced before and faced them steadily ah so steadily seeing it all very clearly and fearing it not one scrap though they have forced mad fear into the highly trained troops facing them again and again that is because they have something that you cannot make in foundries that you cannot even give by training words don't explain it but quiet thought may i could give it a name the church would recognize but let's just say they know their cause is good as they very surely do the germans may write on their badges that god is with them but our lads they know End of chapter 9